Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. Stephen Davey is teaching through the Bible in three years with a new lesson each weekday. Today he continues through the Gospels with a lesson called The Prostitute and the Pharisee. You know, to ignore your sin is to ignore the most basic problem in life. To ignore Jesus Christ is to ignore the only means of forgiveness for that sin. Spiritual peace and rest come only through faith in Him. Stay with us to learn more. As we continue making our way through the four Gospels on our wisdom journey, the chronological study of the the life of Christ, the next event that takes place is a warning. It's a warning to unbelieving cities that had witnessed the power of Jesus, the miracles of Jesus. We're in Matthew chapter 11, verse 20. We'll pick it up here with what occurs next. We're told that he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Now, Jesus says here in verses 21 through 23 that the cities uh, of Tyre and Sidon and Sodom are going to be judged less severely than the cities where Jesus personally performed uh, his miracles. And frankly, this is a this is a shocking announcement because Everybody in that Jewish world knew that Sidon was the hometown of Jezebel, that wicked queen. Uh, They know that Baal and Ashtoreth, his mistress, uh, were worshipped in the city of Tyre, along with Molech, whose idols were crafted with open bellies in which hot fires were were stoked and into which people would, would literally place their babies as sacrifices. Everybody uh, knows as well that the city of Sodom was synonymous with God's judgment against homosexuality. But Jesus says here that the people of Sidon and Tyre and Sodom are going to receive less punishment in that final day of judgment. The Lord even says here in verse 23, And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You shall be brought down to Hades. Well, why? Well, Capernaum had been the home base for Jesus. He taught there in the synagogue. He had personally been there to heal the sick, change people's lives. Capernaum ought to have a head start in the coming kingdom of God, but not quite, Jesus says, because they rejected the Messiah after all of that. Well, following this indictment, uh, Jesus breaks into a prayer here in verse 25. I thank you, Father. Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Now, with that incredible statement of equality with his Father, Jesus makes this invitation to his audience, verse 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Now, we need to understand that in these days, whenever oxen were ready to begin plowing, the farmer would bring out the village carpenter and he'd take measurements of their shoulders as if he were fitting these oxen for tailor-made suits. And then he'd go back to his shop and he'd carve a yoke that fit perfectly so it wouldn't chafe the oxen's shoulders. So when Jesus says here, take my yoke upon you, uh, he means I have tailor-made a yoke for you. Take it upon you. Learn from me. The word for learn is the verb form of the word translated disciple. So basically, Jesus is saying, become my disciple. Well, what are they going to learn? What's the curriculum? Jesus says, well, I'm gentle and lowly of heart. This is the only time, by the way, in the New Testament that Jesus refers to his heart. So the Lord's curriculum for his disciples is all about his heart. And what happens when we study him? Well, he says here, you will find rest for your souls. He also said in verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. In other words, my yoke is perfectly tailored. It is well-fitting for you. You see, the Pharisees had, had loaded down, weighed down the people with all the regulations. And, and Jesus is offering rest from self-effort, trying to check every box for those who will trust their hearts to his heart. Now, as we study the life of Jesus chronologically through the Gospels, now Luke chapter 7 brings us to the next event that occurs This is when a Pharisee invites Jesus over for a meal, and while they're eating, something rather unusual happens. Uh, Luke records here in verse 37, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that Jesus was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. Now, a woman of the city, that's first century terminology for a prostitute. And she just sort of walks right into this dining room where dinner is already, you know, being served. And I imagine everybody stops eating and turns to stare. Verse 38 tells us, standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now, to us, in our culture today, this show of affection might appear to be too intimate or indiscreet, but not in Jesus' day. In fact, a Greek manuscript was discovered that had been written around the time of Jesus. It describes a woman who went to the temple of her goddess, Aphrodite, and there she let down her hair in veneration to the goddess as she knelt at the feet of that idol, wept, and repeatedly kissed the feet of the statue. That's the idea here. See, this woman is kneeling in worship. She's kissing not the feet of a man, but the feet of her Lord and Messiah. And and this little container, which women, by the way, often carried around on a necklace, uh, that would have contained very costly perfume or or ointment. Well, Simon the Pharisee is watching all this take place, and he says to himself— Here in verse 39, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman that is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. He's thinking to himself, Jesus is no prophet. 
If he were, he'd know what kind of sinner this woman is and wouldn't be letting her touch him at all. I mean, wait till I tell all the other Pharisees. Now, what Simon doesn't know is that Jesus can read his mind. So Jesus uh, presents Simon a, a, a brief parable here, beginning at verse 41. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Well, Simon answers in verse 43, the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. Jesus tells him, you're right. That's correct. The greater the debt, the greater the appreciation for the lender's grace and kindness. Then turning to the woman, Jesus asks Simon in verse 44, do you see this woman? Of course he sees this woman. Nobody eating dinner there had had probably stopped watching this woman and what she was doing. What Jesus means here is, do you see how she recognizes her sinful debt? Do you see how thankful she is for God's forgiveness? She loves me, Simon, so much because she has been forgiven so much. Now, maybe you hear this passage and and you think, well, you know, you'd love the Lord more if, if, well, if you had this kind of testimony, if you'd been a prostitute or a murderer. No, no, the point Jesus is making isn't so much about the amount of sin, but the awareness of sin. You see, when you think little of your sin, it's no big deal that Jesus died for you. But when you recognize the depths of your depravity and the, the sinfulness of your heart, no matter what your testimony is, the more you come to love and appreciate the Lord Jesus. So this woman is openly professing her love for Christ, very aware of her sin. He says to her now in verse 48, your sins are forgiven. Wow, he's, he's affirming her faith in him. He knew her heart, too. That had brought her into this dining room. Well, the, uh, the reaction of the Pharisees is, you know, tragically predictable. We read here in verse 49, Then those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Well, Jesus just ignores them, says to the woman here in verse 50, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Let me just say this, my friend. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, You just come to Jesus. You place your faith in him. And and he's going to forgive you. He's going to slip that tailor-made yoke on your shoulders as his disciple, and you're going to find peace and forgiveness and rest. For your soul. Well, until our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey, and he called this lesson, The Prostitute and the Pharisee. This is the Wisdom Journey. If you're new here, welcome. Stephen is your Bible teacher for this daily program. Stephen is also the president of Shepherd's Theological Seminary. 
please leave a rating and review of The Wisdom Journey on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. That helps more people find this content. And join us next time to continue The Wisdom Journey.